0: What is up, Arizona high school basketball fanatics? Welcome back to the Arizona Small Ball Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff. Your other host, Reyes, is here with me as always. Yes, He's sir. back in the studio, and uh, we've got Coach Wall in here with us too, the The only ginger in uh, in the coaching scene in the Arizona Small ball scene. Is that really true?
1: I think. I don't know. I'm just going off of it. It's wild. Yeah, it's but wild.
0: we're excited to be in here. Reyes is not down with this new intro.
1: I'm just not with it. I'm going to be honest. I did
0: like that. I had no. it all. It was the remix. It's
1: kind of lame. I'm going to be honest. I'm gonna call it with it. I love you, Jeff, but that's just kind of lame.
0: <laughs> I practiced that for way too long today. Gosh, for you I to wish say you that. didn't. I know Coach Walt liked it. That was the best intro I think I've ever yeah. heard.
1: There you go. He's a guest. He's going to be nice. That's I'm going to be real with you,
0: buddy. Hey, it's fine. It's all good. So, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Uh, the intro here is the March Madness theme, just because we know that that's on everybody's mind right now. And this whole first part of our episode, we're going to talk about. The most exciting game of the tournament, right? Is that is that, like, fair to say?
1: I still have a perfect bracket.
0: <laughs> you know that's a lie, <laughs> You need to stop, dude. Like, you what do I do? I'm not even going to say what I want to say. I saw your picks, Ray.
1: <laughs> we <laughs> opened had similar picks. Uh, hold on, Ray. Hey, Reyes. you called me the man because I got firm and winged. No, no, hey, for really real. You
0: No, hold on, for real, though. Oregon's doing pretty good in the NIT, aren't they? Is that what we're doing right
1: now? <laughs> That's what we're doing. I don't even want to hear from you, dude.
0: Colorado not even a team. Hey, <laughs> so they're in the NIT too. All right, come on. <laughs> yeah. So the whole first part of this episode, we're going to focus in on FDU upsetting Purdue. I don't know, that game just jumped out to me because it was the smallest team in the tournament. They're playing against arguably the biggest team in the tournament, the biggest player, potential national player of the year. And they attacked them in a super awesome way on defense and on offense. And, I mean, everything that we see as small ball coaches – is being undersized and figuring out how to compete against teams that are a little bit bigger than us or a lot bigger than us. So we want to talk about that. So this whole first part of the episode, we're going to focus in on that. And then the last part of our episode, we're going to do a mailbag where we're going to answer some questions that you guys wrote into us. And um, some of the questions are pretty funny, but we're going to get into it. Before we get into any of that stuff, though, because we start with March Madness, I want to remind you guys about April 15th at Florence. Reyes, what's going on at Florence?
1: Hey man, it's the biggest showcase in Arizona. Not really the biggest showcase, but don't, it's don't
0: the, say the biggest showcase in Arizona. That it's one
1: crazy. of the biggest, dude. It's actually pretty gonna be pretty live and everything like that. It's gonna be really exciting. Um, we're doing a senior showcase for the small ball. We're showing love to everybody out there. Uh, we'll be at Florence High School. I think we're doing a three point contest, dunk contest. Don't say you
0: think. I mean, we're planning it, so we're doing a three point contest, a well, dunk contest, and then a senior game. Can I just talk? Go ahead.
1: All right. <laughs> Well, Jeff just kind of announced what we're doing, so that's pretty (laughs) exciting and everything like that. Uh, We've actually posted a couple of commits. Mm -hmm. Um,
0: Those graphics are cool. Thanks, man. Our social media manager needs a raise.
1: He does. You know, our social media guy is pretty good. Our audio engineer is doing a really great job. You know, we're just putting a lot of people on staff right now. It's been really great to see. He's
2: a really good self-promoter too, isn't he? (laughs) he
0: (laughs) So, and and let's just, so that's coming up April 15th. Hey,
1: super quick though. Shout out to our sponsors real quick, guys. Shout out to Rosati's Pizza. It's in Payson. If you Mm -hmm. want some cheesy pizza and you're in Payson, go to Rosati's. Grab a bite. Also, if you are looking for a truck and you like Ford, head over to Verde Valley Jones Ford. Grab yourself a nice little truck over there. Shouts out to them for sponsoring Team Jones Ford versus Team Rosati's Pizza. And if you buy a
0: truck and it doesn't have tires, go to Big O Tires and get some tires. Because they are sponsoring
1: our three-point and <laughs> dunk contest. So, shouts out to them, Big O Tires in Florence. Like I say, if you're in Florence, anybody listening out there, if you need some tires, Big O Tires is the way to go.
0: I've been hearing through the grapevine that there's some people that are thinking about sneaking in to the to the showcase. I want to warn you guys, Coach Wall's going to be there. He's going to be taking I'm taking mission. He's at the gate. And I mean he's not he's tough. We've seen him in some pretty intense situations. We've seen him pick up kids, throw kids across the gym. I mean, he's he's I've not one him, to mess with.
1: I've seen him rip an arm off another dude. It's pretty serious. That's a
2: little wild, Reyes. <laughs> I don't remember that one. I think
1: Reyes is <laughs> so setting the a- tone for the rest of this podcast <laughs> of what
0: he's gonna feel like right
2: now.
1: A little wild right now, boys. Let me call it. I
0: know uh, it's good to have you back in the studio. And Coach Wall, this is your first time hanging in the studio. I know yeah, you're I, loving the vibe in here. I got to tell you guys, I love what
2: you've done with the place. <laughs> this is
0: a way different
2: look from the first time on the podcast. So. Oh. It is not
0: a
1: classroom. Let's just say that. Well, last me.
0: time it was the classroom. We just had a phone in the middle. <laughs> That's right. And now, you know, it's it's pretty good. So we've upgraded a little bit. Um, you're the first guest that we've ever had in here. Am I really? Never had anybody else in here. Fellas, I'm honored today.
2: You should. That's, that's impressive.
0: We wanted to have Coach Wall in here, obviously, just because we wanted him in here to talk hoops a little bit. But um, you hey, know,
1: super quick, are you going to announce and talk about the spring tour? Who, what schools you have lined up?
0: We can talk about that later. It's all good. All right. Yeah, I want to get into talking just about this game: FDU um, versus Purdue. It was it's the best game of the tournament. Up to this point, and uh, I, the reason why I was so drawn to it again, they were the smallest team in the tournament playing up against the biggest team, and um, I mean they had their hands full. on Zach Eady, who coach, we were talking earlier, he's seven foot four. I looked at the stats; he is seven foot four, and and skilled too.
2: I mean, skilled, he he's can a do tough it inside, player, goes both ways, finishes well inside. He's a good player.
0: Yeah, and he's the favorite for National Player of the Year for is everything. Really? And I mean, I don't know if at this point it affects it because they lost in the first round. You know, I I would imagine that it probably would if there's a player who continues on. But what we wanted to do to talk about this is, like, we've experienced this as coaches. We know you guys have experienced this as coaches playing in the Arizona small ball scene. You – I mean, Coach, how many times have we played against a team where we're really undersized? Every game. Uh, Every (laughs) game. I mean, like almost every (laughs) every game, game. right? And I I feel like the last few years has been – not the last few years. This year has been an exception – I don't feel like we yeah, were terribly fair. undersized. You're right, and we've had cheat the last two years, which
2: yeah. gave us a little bit of size inside. But before that, like nothing. Never. Like who, Who's our center? Like tallest
0: kid? Coke. Coke. <laughs> Big <Six> Coke, two <laughs> baby.
1: That's uh, he hey. stretch for six two baby. He, hey, he was not six two,
0: coach. <laughs> <laughs> he was not
2: five eleven. Hey, on his tiptoes, maybe on maybe yeah, six On his foot. tiptoes, I think he was like five eleven.
0: The reason why, why we fair. gave him
1: the, the scary hours little uh, song or. Little sound was because he gave Biggs nightmares. Let's he, just call it what it is. He, he had a little workhorse, baby. And
0: he was he was five eleven. You know, maybe maybe six two on his tippy toes. But like, I, I don't know how many of you guys listening to this as coaches in the small ball scene, you're like, oh yeah, that's my story. My center's, like six foot. You know, my center like six one. But he gives teams headaches. You know, and so we've been undersized like crazy. So we've had to figure out how to attack teams and that are bigger than us in different ways. And I mean dude, the way FDU changed things up was was awesome. They attacked him so good on offense, so good on defense. Um, let's just start with this. so like when you're and this is for both of you guys, but when you're when you're thinking about playing against when you're game planning against a team who you're obviously undersized with, what do you think of first? you think of offense or do you think of defense first
1: uh, defense
0: hundred percent defense. I know. And we're all but, pretty uh, defensive, defensive minded. Yeah. 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 We're very yeah. defensive minded. So, okay. What are your thoughts on FDU, how they defended? Gosh. I mean, cause the guy's huge, you Ma- know, masterfully done by
2: mm-hmm. FDU. I mean, just because they changed the game. I mean, they fronted him mm-hmm. and then when he caught, they're doubling down, you know, sometimes triple team, triple teaming. <laughs> they <I> send <laughs> the whole
1: flock. Literally. They really would. They really send the flock. Yeah. Um,
2: and, and I've watched him play a few times this year. He's not a bad passer out of the post. He's good. Yeah, they, and they've got shooters everywhere on the floor, you know. Yeah. But, man, not only did they help down well, they closed out extremely well. And then I think part of it, too, is it was the whole 16-1 thing. Right. You know, and, and by the time it was late in the game and it's still close. You know, Purdue's, Purdue's guards had a tough time just knocking down shots in big situations. You could tell some, some nervous shots there down the stretch. Oh, for
0: sure. Yeah, I mean, he only had one. Zach Eady, they're big for Purdue, only had one assist the whole game. Wow. With how much he was getting doubled and everything. Right. You know, that's just that's crazy to think about. And it's funny, the, the coach for FDU was asked in a press conference before the tournament started, and before any type of seeding went on, I thought this was so funny.
1: Hey, I told this to Coach Wall, man. I told him I was like, "Hey, FDU has a game plan." Oh, believe- stop,
0: Reyes. <laughs> Back me up, real quick. Did he? Man. In fairness fact to check, Reyes, he did,
1: he did really? say this. He did.
2: I was <laughs> did standing at the track when he told me.
1: I, well, I was on tw- Twitter. You know me on Twitter, I'm a freaking little bird, I guess. Whatever you want to call it, I was on Twitter, and I literally saw like the interview of the head coach saying like Hey, I've seen the Purdue play a couple times. I like our I like our chances against them.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And the more they watched. And I was like, I told Coach Walter we were on the phone, and told
2: Coach Walter, told me, shut up. Mm. I did say that. <laughs> it's fair. So I would have told to you the 16 same thing. 16-1,
0: false hope. Don't be going down that road right But race. this is a type of game where you can't even I still predict. lost money, so it like, doesn't matter, but anyways. Like, when you look at their defensive efficiency and their offense, we don't have these numbers for small ball, you know. I was talking to you about that at the beginning of the season. Right. How do we do that? But, like, for these, you do have it. There's nothing statistically that leans you to, like, picking FDU. Oh, absolutely. Know? Not. Which is, like, the best thing. It's so fun, you know. But what I love what the coach said is they said, how are you going to guard Zach Eady if you were matched up against him in the first round? And he was like, well, we'll send two people at him, three people at him, four. we might send five people at him, you know. And it's so funny that he was in that matchup. And sometimes he did send – I remember a time – There
1: was like four people that collapsed on him.
0: There was like three that collapsed on him, which is not good defense, you know. But uh, what you said earlier, like it it just made them – discombobulated, just out of sync, out of sorts. And I feel like they didn't respond well to it. I mean, what do they shoot around
2: 40% as a team from the three point line? I Those guys are so. shooting air balls down the stretch. Yeah, they were Two separate times. Wide open shots, air balls. I know. So, you know, part of that is just the 16, one pressure getting to you, mm-hmm. but, I mean, you got to give FDU a lot of credit. They're flying around on the floor
1: everywhere mm-hmm. and closing uh-huh. out well. Pushing I mean, the uh, pace and transition, too. I thought. They were. That they was did. really that good. Was, that was really huge for them against Purdue.
0: I just thought defensively, and we talked about this because what sticks out to me the most was, like, the COVID year when we played against Paige so much. Yeah. Not to bring up bad <laughs> memories. Um, <laughs> yep. Thanks for that. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, and for those of you, like, you even just casual small ball fans would know, like, Stuart Sandal out of page was all of 6'11". And, I mean, he was a load and, down and there. skilled as Yeah, well. he was He's a load a down player. there, you know. So, I mean, we tried to game plan for that. And our ideal, I remember talking about this with you in practice, well, let's switch it up. Let's front the post with weak side help one possession, like, or maybe for a quarter and the next quarter, let's just play behind him, and then we can dig at him and double. And then it was too much we for us. It was too much for our kids to do, you we know. But in an ideal situation, you change it up. So it's not just tough on the big, but it's also tough on the guards to figure out, okay, what are they doing? What reads am I getting, and how do I make that? You know, So they did a great job with that defensively, just changing it up. And another thing, too, like Purdue, their two best guards are freshmen. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, thinking about them being in those situations where Edie's passing out of, like, a really stressful, chaotic situation, I I felt like that really bothered him, like, what you said, some of the shots that they were taking and how they were actually finishing, you know? Yeah.
2: And I just thought it was amazing that even when he did catch, you Mm -hmm. know, if it was a weak side help situation and he caught the ball – as soon as he put the ball on the floor, I mean, there's another oh, yeah. guy there every time. Mm-hmm. And how many times did they either deflect it out of bounds mm-hmm. or get a full-on steal and go in transition, like Reyes was saying? I mean, yeah, masterful. It was impressive. It was fun to watch. It was it such was. a good it game. Was a blast. It was is, a blast.
1: Is there a small ball team that you can compare to of this sort of playoff run?
0: Uh, I don't know It's hard to say Because they're probably I think they're playing right now As we're recording this Well,
1: I, You know what I mean though As far as like Monument Valley would you confer- I was going to like say Monument
0: Mon- Valley 40- Has to be the closest From yeah. a size to, standpoint To yeah. ALA Ironwood yeah. Possibly I mean if we're going to Think well, about Coolidge. this
1: uh, Monument Valley Coolidge. Coolidge As far as like The height difference And the size
0: Oh know? yeah yeah I guess so I mean maybe a Ababo But they weren't successful Against North Valley They lost God, They were not successful But they played like that You know like fast In transition Yeah that's a good thought yeah, I I feel like yeah. Anyways, the the bigs were perspective. I think the tallest kid that the tallest player for FDU that guarded Zach Eady was like 6-6. I think that was the tallest kid that guarded him. I was looking at their roster. I think the tallest kid on the roster is 6-7 and I don't even think he played a whole lot. So he's got a foot on him all game long. Yeah, and I might be wrong on that. I'm not like a NCAA expert or anything. That's just like what I was we're looking not at. Analyst guys, right? We're not analysts, but I mean, just the the size disparity. You know, another thing that I noticed. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah, another thing that I noticed was they pressured a lot in the full court too, which I mean is so good for dictating the pace of the game. What do you think is more important? How you guard in the half court or how you dictate pace in the full court? What do you think? What are your thoughts on that? Because they did both. I mean, I think it depends on the time of game
2: and, and mm-hmm. what you're trying to accomplish, too, you know.
0: Gosh, what a great coach. Isn't that such a coachable answer? It's perfect, dude. Gosh, that's why we had to have him on here. <laughs>
2: hey, but to dove to – and I know you haven't got there yet, but on offense, them bringing Edie out I think was a game changer oh, for him gosh. on offense, too, because oh, yeah. he had to play on the perimeter – Oh yeah, long. just getting tired, and you're so, so him right. having to go down and seal, and mm. you know, it just it changed what he did on offense, just what they did.
0: Oh, you are so. Right. I didn't even think defend. about that aspect of it. Yeah. yeah, because he's in. He was in so many, and we can kind of use that to transition because they did press the whole game for for all of you coaches listening to this. If you have one of the things I loved about FDU is they played to their strengths. You know, they're quick, they're athletic, they can fly around, they can make things chaotic. They can knock down shots. They can knock down shots. And they played to that. They're quick. They're they're really tough off the bounce, too. And, and they didn't, like, shy away. They went into that and they leaned into that just saying, we're going to beat you being who we are. And, like, if you're a coach listening to this and you're playing against a bigger team, it's so easy to think, like, well, how do we, like, it, it, use your strengths, you know what I mean? And that's what they did, and it really worked well. Like, the pressure defense and all that dictated the pace of the game. I thought that was good. And, yeah, offensively, I loved what they did.
1: Did you see that little thing about how FD was not supposed to be in the tournament? I didn't, no. Did you see that?
2: Actually, my son Caleb told me about it. They lost to ad D2. So Mary in their championship so game, t- right? Like,
0: can we just stop and talk about that for a second? Yes, they lost so to a D two, and then they come into the tournament and they
2: beat <laughs> Purdue, the number
0: one So yeah, isn't so that what makes March so, so great? So yeah, so on hold on, I'm just gonna like one more time, just put it on there. You can keep come on, race, no, race. You gotta love this. No, this I is, love that. This makes me so happy. I just didn't
1: like the remix of it, okay, like the little
0: stop, quack, whatever. Yeah, dude.
1: you didn't have to put a little like scratch on the beat. <laughs> like that was kind of weird.
0: I looked at like eight different scratches just to find a good one.
1: Gosh, and guess what? They weren't good.
0: Okay, go ahead. What were you going to say? Anyways,
1: um, so Merrimack—they were Division Two last year. They just moved to Division One, and so because they moved up to Division One, there's like that. I think sitting period or whatever you call it, sure. to where they have to sit a year or two, or two years, I think, before they can even go to like the Natty or to like the March Madness or something like that. So, sure, te- sure. so they won their conference. They beat FDU, but because technically they're not allowed since they're— Dude,
0: like, I didn't even know this.
1: Since they're still in their transitioning phase, FDU is able to go. So, it makes so you, they shouldn't even be in the tournament. Yeah, so they shouldn't even be in it, but it makes you wonder, what if Merrimack was in? I'm, I don't even know anything about that team. I'm just saying, bro. If they beat FDU, imagine what they would have done to freaking Purdue. That's a
0: terrible name, Merrimack.
1: I'm probably butchering it, but I think it's Merrimack. You might know. be. What's their – I don't know, Merrimack what? I don't know. I don't even know either. What kind of stupid name is that? I don't
0: know. I mean, I'm just saying, I think, like, some small ball teams have some silly what mascots. Are some,
1: hey, what are some silly mascots?
0: I mean, The Yetis.
1: You literally said that you like the Yetis. Yeah, but
0: it's silly. I'm not saying, silly. you know, the the sultans from Baghdad. There's like a little genie on the carpet. That's funny. That's pretty funny. Um, I don't F- know. The frogs. Don't disrespect the frogs. Fighting dude. frogs, man. I'm so sorry. Come on, Ray. It's a little silly, though. It's a frog. You, you know? see the lights under your chin? They're green, okay? You need to chill out. They were green. They're literally blue. They're literally blue. They <laughs> <laughs> um, no, that's interesting, though. I didn't even think about that. But I think that's what makes March Madness so good. Like,
1: Dude, March Madness is just... And it, it's, it's not a, the it's, beautiful.
0: it's, it's not awesome. the same as like our three a two a one a tournament because it's it's fairly easy to predict who's gonna win. Yeah, sure. and I mean obviously we're off on some things like Coolidge and like Monument Valley and stuff. Bobo. Yeah, and that's fair, but like it's not the same level of like. You know,
1: it's not Salome taking down North
0: Valley, right? Within the first, right, you know, it's crazy, dude. That's what's or so that, fun about it. Yeah, I
1: guess so. Yeah. Well, and I
2: would say, especially recently, mm-hmm. I mean, the parody is unbelievable from the mid majors. Oh, I know. I mean, you see the athletes they have these it's days, it's crazy, man. even compared to like early 2000s. I, I mean, know, it's unreal. It's just different,
1: it's a little bit different field, boys. Let's just call it what it is. You know, what's so sad for me is I was watching the GCU and Gonzaga game. Why were well, you go Lopes? <laughs> Hey, we were rocking. With, I don't know they competed for a half. I was gonna say we competed for a half, and it was so funny because my girl, she was just like, "Man, GCU's like compete. Don't, hey, don't do that, bro." <laughs> and if you guys, I, I know this is all audio, but Jeff's just making this stupid little like downward lobe. I don't even know what he's doing, dude. He's dumb. <laughs> um, and my girl was just like, "Oh my god, we're competing so well, there's a shot." And I literally had to tell I was like, "It's only the half. I just wait till the second half, and then we just get blown out." By what
0: like. seat is Gonzaga? Uh,
1: three.
0: Oh, that's not bad. Yeah, three seed.
1: Hey, there's no more blue. Is UCLA still in it before I say this? No, yes. all the, I think all the blue bloods you know, are I, out. UCLA's still in. Are you sure? No. I, did you see that too? That's I did. It
0: was like Duke, Kentucky, Kansas. Right. Carolina. Carolina. All those are all out.
1: But UCLA is technically a blue blood, so I guess they're still in. So. Yeah. Who are they playing against? Uh, oh, yeah, no, they are still in. Yeah, because they're supposed to be They, they have the um, freshman guard like Amari Bailey or something like that. Mm-hmm. They, they
2: beat sh- Northwestern 68-63
0: last night.
1: Ooh. Hey, how about your Longhorns? I know this is a small ball podcast guy, but it's freaking March Madness So if you, I, did,
0: I didn't want to bring it up. Coach
2: Lou has been waiting, just waiting for this moment. You should see the smile on his face right now. Man,
0: I'm just telling you guys, and you guys, I need this so bad. I just, I need us to win the whole thing, man. I just need it, like for so many reasons. There's been so much heartbreak, and that's all I'm gonna say. I'm not gonna jinx anything. I just, I need a national championship. Well, no, say
1: something.
0: That's what I said. I need a Talk national about championship. how they're playing. Let's talk about FDU, okay? And let's look at their offensive stuff, right? Because, Coach, you mentioned that one of the best things, this was my favorite thing that they did, they pulled Zach Eady away from the rim on on offense. And that was my favorite thing. I don't know how many times looked at possessions and there was zero people in the paint, and there's nobody in the paint on offense. Like everybody is on the perimeter, and you have a ton of fade screens. You have a ton of ghost screens, a ton of slips and back cuts. But even when somebody back cuts, they're immediately getting out of that lane and it's completely wide open. And I loved how they attacked it. They involved him in so many ball screens, you know? And from everything I saw, Edie was very soft on showing on that screen like he wasn't like being aggressive I think because he can't really be you know right you can't really move with those guards but I loved how they involved him in all those ball screens and pulling him away from the rim like that there's games that I've watched where he has like seven blocks or six blocks or, or five blocks you know and in this game I think he only had two so I mean just that that there gives you some extra freedom even just for the guards to see like it's wide open and that helped them with their dribble drive because that's like what their strength is you know so i, I love that that was my favorite thing about what they did
2: and they sent so many cutters through the lane too that, oh, weren't, I know. that weren't being guarded by edie mm-hmm. you know i mean there's just cutters all night long oh, off I the know. ball when a guy penetrated just the movement on offense was pretty fun to watch and it was really confusing it was it was coming from all different angles positions on the floor Depending on times and situations, it was yeah. fun. Yeah. No,
0: and uh, I just remember I had to rewind a certain play like four times to, like, really get what was going on, you know. And I just – I liked it. I loved it, you know. I thought that was really good. So, involving him in ball screens, you know, I think back to when we played against Stuart Sandal. And there was – we didn't do it on purpose, but somebody – our big got into foul trouble, and we put all five guards on the floor. And – I remember we didn't even I think we scored off it of, maybe we didn't even score off of it but um, they uh, our point guard made a move on Stuart Sandel, got into the lane and we got a wide open three out of it. And I don't I just remember looking at you being like, I love this lineup. like let's just stay with this lineup for a little bit longer And I mean we got some good stuff out of it, but I loved having five guards on the floor to go up against that big, especially if you think about them and how they're defending. Yeah, you know what I mean, and, and I mean we all know that if you can get a big away from the basket
2: or just force them to move a little bit, mm. I mean that can change all facets of the game. And and I agree with you, coach. They did a great job of that.
1: Gosh, how many times did we go to War Page that year?
0: Three. How many times did we win race? Zero. <laughs> Zero. Hey, can we talk I about, though, that.
1: speaking about size and everything like that, can we talk about, like, that specific year, like, how big everybody was? Like, Stewart yeah. Sando, Fallon Hills had their six, seven, six, eight guys. Northwest 2, two Northwest. Six,
0: North- eight kids. Yeah. It was two years ago. Yeah, that was the COVID year, right? Two years uh, ago. Uh,
1: Phoenix Country, Day had their 6, 8, or Country whatever, egg, or whatever yeah. his name is, mm-hmm. Tonti yeah. Feli. Yeah. Golly, man. They were
0: big. They were big. They were big. That's not true. The, the, I, I you about, hey, about
1: hey, shout out to Tonti Feli. I didn't know that, but he's at St. John's or John Hopkins.
0: Oh really, John Hopkins? John yeah. Hopkins, he's playing. Oh, that's he, cool.
1: He's playing over there. So I'm on the roster and everything. So oh, that's, that's awesome. That's pretty cool. Yeah.
0: So yeah. thinking about all that, obviously they pulled them away from from the basket. Another thing that you mentioned, Reyes, that I thought was really key is they pushed in transition like crazy.
1: Well, I just thought, I just saw that Purdue had a really hard time staying in front of the dribblers just in the half court alone. Mm-hmm. But obviously in transition, I mean, FDU, I felt like this had probably the better athletes. That's just kind of what it looked like, and mm-hmm. they were obviously able to get to the rim really. Not easily, but you know what I mean? They had a better chance of getting to the rim as opposed to Purdue.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, they just pushed. Like, they'd get a rebound, and they would push. Even just if it, there wasn't anything there. They would just go. They would get. They put a lot of pressure on them. And, I mean, another big part of that is, obviously, if you push in transition, you get easy buckets without Edie getting you that big getting set up. Mm. I mean, it's just helpful for you, you know? So... Yeah, I just – those are some things that really stuck out to me. I don't know what other things that you guys have that you wanted to say that they did that you thought were really good, and then we can wrap this thing up. But I just I, – it was so fun to watch them compete against that team and how they attacked them. It was great.
1: So fun. The coach did a really good job. And then shout-out to Purdue, man. After the loss and everything like that, like the way he handled it was great. Like he stayed for the interviews and, like, he could have just been like, hey, I'm done taking interviews and all that stuff. But he stayed for everybody to get their question in and just took the great uh, took the loss of grace. Mm. So it's pretty really cool to see.
0: Would you have done that? No. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't have taken it with grace. I, I, I
1: would have been Penny Hardaway throwing a water bottle.
0: Dude, he did. Did he really? He <laughs> didn't,
1: didn't see it. It. Coach Wall hates this stuff. Coach White <laughs> hates when coaches act out. Uh, so, yeah, Penny Hardaway. So, uh, who were they playing against? They were playing against uh, FAU. No. Or, or, oh, Florida Atlantic. Yeah, they were. Yeah, FAU. Yeah. So, I picked for FAU to win. Um, they were playing FAU. FAU hits like like – you know, another game-winning shot, but they, p- they hit a shot to, you know, pretty much kind of, like, seal the deal. Mm-hmm. And you see Penny Hardaway just grab his water ball and just chuck it after yeah. the game. just throw it And his son's day. on
0: the team. I didn't realize that. Is he? Yeah, he is, which I think is, is pretty interesting. That is really interesting. Yeah. So
1: hey, Sean Miller, dude, Xavier—they move on to the Xavier's still in it. Elite Eight, baby. They I, took, don't, I don't
0: know anything about. Hey, like, how
1: about Chris Sean Miller? Or. How about hey? How about your boy Chris Beard, man? Can we just talk about this real quick? <laughs> Chokes <laughs> out his wife. Hey,
0: hey, 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 hey! Hold on. It was his fiance. Oh my bad, his, his fiance. former fiance. You're right,
1: former fiance. You showing you know, some WWE action, and then guess what, guys? <laughs> he has to take administrative oh, leave from Texas, but guess what? He's fine now. He's a he's a head coach at Ole Miss now, baby. Let's go.
0: So, this is not what we intended to talk about. <laughs> I just but, thought about how
1: funny that was.
0: Well, hold on. Let's put a pin in this, and then we can we can talk about this in a second, okay? Um, so big time takeaways for, and then we're gonna come back to it. I promise you, we'll come back to it, okay? Because I want to talk about this with Coach here because you you guys got on set like the highest character individual that I've ever met, probably. Uh, so. Big time takeaways for FDU playing against um, Purdue. If you're attacking, if you're undersizing, you're attacking a bigger team offensively. Just let's just talk about some keys, right? Offensively, they pulled him away from the rim. Yes. Um, what else did we talk about? They 20 involved 20, him in a ton of ball screens, a ton of pick and rolls. Yeah. Sent a lot of cutters through the lane. A ton of cutters through the lane that were not guarded by Edie, which was really effective. I felt right. And went a lot in transition, too. A ton in transition, pushing in transition.
2: And, and can I say one more thing about oh, their guards? Yeah, go for it. Coach, their guards were talented. And and just the little stuff, mm-hmm. like, you know, we always try to talk about the hip swivels mm-hmm. and the pocket dribbles and just all the little things that it takes to be successful. Oh, yeah. Grace F- has shown us.
1: F-A-U-B-F-D-U.
2: Yeah, that was tonight. <laughs> well, and but that was gonna be my other point. Their guards were so much more athletic than Purdue's, I thought. Sure. Yeah. You know. And and they did just lose to Fort Atlantic. And I feel like the guard play was a lot more even, mm-hmm. you know, in that second game. They couldn't yeah, get yeah. as much stuff off the bounce, as sure. much stuff in transition. But yeah, I mean, just their overall skill. You can tell they've spent hours and hours on just the tiny little details. Which everybody does, but I mean, you could really see it on
0: display with, with that FDU team. I know. And I mean, with that, leaning into their strengths, a really good dribble drive team. You know, they were great at getting into the lane. And I mean, Purdue could not contain dribble drive. It didn't even have to be misdirection or a screen. Like, there were so many plays where they were just able to beat them, get by their first guy, they get into the lane. It was either a wide open dump off, it was usually a wide open dump off for a layup, it wasn't even a whole lot of kick out threes. But, yeah, I just – leaning into who they were, dribble drive, that was huge. And and I agree with you. The guards I, – I now that I think of it, I see that. The guards were better, I felt like, than Purdue yeah. for sure. So so that's good. And then wh- that's it offensively, yeah? Main, main ways to attack? Mm-hmm. I think so, yeah. And then so defensively, obviously changing it up. You know, you're playing against a big. Maybe think about if your kids are smart enough <laughs> –
1: just switching
0: it up. Maybe think about, you know, fronting the post for a quarter, you digging. know, digging in, doubling, whatever.
1: Quadrupling.
0: Coach, I got to say, whenever you demonstrate digging, it's, it's pretty intimidating. <laughs> I mean, you come at it really aggressive. That, that low was low. a college requirement right there. Was, you gotta get low we, were, we were digging on the post in college all the time. Oh, that's funny. I, I just, you know, I'll say this and then we'll keep going. Like, I remember playing in college. Our team had a smaller lineup. Where our big was like 6'6. Six, 6'3. Six, six, you know.
1: What? My bad. Keep going.
0: <laughs> but our big was like 6'6, six, six, you know. Reyes likes to hate on me for the NCCAA D1. <laughs> I but don't. It's hey, it's okay, you, Reyes. Don't. You can just go ahead and shut your. <laughs> okay? Just shut it. <laughs> All right,
1: hey man, hey, I, I promote all levels, man. How about that? <laughs>
0: Except for the NWCAA. Huh? I love the NWCAA. Name one team in the NWCAA Randall
1: University, Oklahoma, baby.
0: <laughs> That's wrong. That's not even a team in the NWCAA. That <laughs> that that Somebody is needs a fact check Riz right now. <laughs> <laughs> Someone
1: fact check me, dude. Ottawa's a freaking NWCAAA, technically.
0: So, uh, yeah, anyways, um, gosh, I lost my train of thought for what I was saying. You guys are talking six. about
2: you, a small lineup. Oh, yeah, we had
0: a small lineup, and it was fun. Like, we could fly around a little bit, we would double team, we would double team from the top. But like we would double team, we would do all those things, and then we would put our bigs back in, and then it was more back to the basket and just straight up. It was fun to change that up. It's fun to play small ball, you know, against bigger teams and to find different ways to compete. So they did a great job changing it up, which was awesome. Um, they flew around, they were chaotic, and um, I'm just going off the top of my head, but I felt like they rebounded the ball also pretty well for playing against Purdue. They did too, so yeah. Um, Okay, do you wanna you wanna talk about that really quick, Reyes? About the
1: well, first and foremost, before we even <laughs> dive into it, do you believe Coach Terry deserves to take the interim tag off and put the head coach tag on? He's or? done a
0: great job, dude. A hundred percent. But you Did questions. you see that reel that I sent you, Coach? About him, like it was that little uh, what he was saying to them in the timeout, and then like he was going crazy and all. That. They the kids love him. I mean, they're su- they're all around. Well, that's him. what
1: I'm saying. Do you just take the interim tag off? And bring him the head coach. I mean, I'm, I'm, hey, asking, I'm asking you as a head coach. I mean, I, as a Texas fan,
2: I'm saying look at it this way: you lose your head coach. What? Not even halfway into the season, right? Mm-hmm. A third of the way into the season, his hands got stressed. And, when he didn't and put they do on what there. they do, and Khashrir is, <laughs> and keep competing the way they do, and they're playing this way, and they're together. The culture's <laughs> there. Like, how how do you not
0: give this guy a shot? I'm
1: so yeah. Just saying, as a Texas fan, come on now.
0: So as a Texas fan, do
1: you want Coach Terry? Cause this as, like, as a
0: coaching fan, I'm gonna say absolutely, yeah. Like he I deserves guess. it. Like the guys in it, he knows his stuff. Does he like, embody the stuff. Longhorns? <laughs> what what emb- does Chris Beard embody the Longhorns? <laughs> I hope not.
1: Well, he seems kind of angry, so yeah, or maybe. <laughs> so, anyways, call for this, fellas.
0: Um, but from a from a fa- I don't know, from, like from a coaching side, I'd say yeah. From a fan side, can he recruit? Like some of these other coaches? That's a fair question. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know if he can. Maybe that's, he can. Well, that's
1: why you get a recruiting whatever. I that.
0: know, but it's different when it's the head guy, you know. You know. Well, I mean, I'm just shocked Think about the
1: run they're making in the March Madness. I mean, that I helps his, like, case for recruits. Like, damn, I want to play at Texas. It does,
2: but, a you know. A little bit. You got a point because the name recognition and stuff like that, I mean. Let's just call it what it is. You know that's a big piece of the pie too. I mean,
0: people were cheering at Ole Miss when Chris Beard got sworn in. That's shocking to me. It's crazy. You know, I mean, great guy. I, <laughs> I just, I, mean, I was good listening coach, good to coach, a coach. My bad. I was listening to. He's a great coach. Phenomenal. What but he did,
1: what he did for Texas Tech, man, was great.
0: He went to the championship. I mean, just stellar defense, baby. I know. So I mean, he did the same thing at Texas. You know, but. Same thing on his wife. I, <laughs> you God. need to chill out, dude. It was gosh, his fiance. Really? Oh, fiance. <laughs> Does it doesn't make a difference. <laughs> oh my <for> gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, but I listened <laughs> to a podcast just yesterday, and someone was talking about coaching changes, and they were talking about Rick Pitino, and
2: that's another dicey one.
0: Well, I know, and we don't have to get too much into that. But what I'm saying is, well, the Liller, the dude. person who was in there said. Or the 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 podcast host said, "How can you not hire Rick Pitino as your coach?" Gosh! And I'm coming at it from a totally different place. I get it. I'm not in the coaching. You know, D1. You know, millions of dollars. We don't get it. What we don't? I don't get it. Hey, where does just I could think from? of like eighty reasons why you wouldn't have Rick Pitino as the face of your program. Because he's going to win games for you. Yeah, Perhaps probably. You know, Max playing good. I'm just saying, I don't know. And that we were talking about this the other day, how the coaching world, like, what are we teaching not only young men, but, like, other coaches and other divisions and levels, like, about your character and how important it is, you know? I mean, we're not teaching them anything good.
2: Well, don't you feel like that's a big piece of society, too, is, hey, if you produce for me, doesn't matter what happens, doesn't matter who you are, what this is, if you can get it done, you can get it done. I know. But at the expense of what?
1: Hey, mean. New Mexico State, baby. Gosh.
2: <laughs> There's been some rough stuff in college <laughs> basketball <laughs> college these That's
1: last few right. years. Really it just been. shows you, like, hey, our word is a little caught a little small ball, small Arizona schools, baby. Let's just keep it at
0: that. We are. We are. And, I mean, what does scare me is I do feel like basketball is a trickle-down sport. And what happens at the top ends up happening at the bottom and I just, I well, that's don't know. Up,
1: But that's up to your leaders I was like, head coaches. Like, for these kids, like, hey, like, no matter what's going on, the outside noise with those sure. big, bigger schools and all that, it's your job to teach these kids to be young men.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, and that's, yeah, that's where it's so huge for all of us and all y'all listening. And, I mean, we're all in the same boat. We've got to make sure we're teaching character to these kids mm-hmm. because they're not getting it from the NBA. They're not necessarily getting it from college. Maybe the way that – we all kind of thought we did with like you know the John Wooden days, and I feel and like all my college stuff. coach like, was
0: such high character, dude. Yeah. he was like a saint, like i
1: <laughs> you just roll the tape, he's just cursing me, <laughs> <laughs> man. <laughs> Jeff, you're crazy. Like, dude, oh, my God. He jumps on the call. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he hits the hotline. But, no, yeah, you're absolutely – You're
0: so right, though, coach. I know. it's.
1: Well, kids kids nowadays, man, I'm pretty sure like a lot of like, – just coaches in general, obviously a majority of, like, small school coaches listen and stuff, so shouts out to you guys. But kids want to be cool nowadays. Like, it's not cool to play hard. It's not cool to be gritty on defense. It's not cool to get stops. Like, they just want to be the guy, and like, everybody can't be that.
2: They want their clip.
1: They want their clip. Yeah, exactly. And so it's like when they go to college to these really good programs and stuff like that, like, that doesn't happen. Like, you don't see the floor unless you play defense. And you guys know this because you guys played college. Uh, Me just talking to some of my uh, college coaching buddies and stuff like that, Slight Flex. Um, (laughs) I'm glad you said that because I was about to say it. (laughs) Slight Flex. Uh, But, no, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Just hearing from them and what they look for in recruits. And, you know, some coaches say that and don't really embody that. But, like, the guys that I know and, like, you guys I'm pretty sure knew and, we're coached under and stuff like that. They do embody that. They want their kids to play or they want kids that are actually high character and stuff like that. Like it's not, yeah, I don't know.
0: It's mm. good, right? Don't want
1: to go on a whole rant. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. no oh, I like that race. That was solid, man. Thanks man. I just, and, and we'll say this and then we'll keep going. <laughs> but like, I, I just worry about what our kids think, you know, mm. They, they see, let's just say they see a story. Or even, like, think about the kids at Ole Miss or the kids at Texas who were so close to that situation. They see their head coach. That happens. To the and then, you know, obviously she comes forward and she says that none of it happened. That's a little fishy to me, but I'm just saying. Those kids see him get hired on another, like, multi-million dollar deal literally months later. And everybody's super excited about it. What does that teach those kids? Like, it it don't matter.
2: At the end of the day, it's all about winning. I mean, that's that's what yeah. we're saying to the kids with that, yeah. you know. And so that's where we've all got to be so intentional. You really? know, Let's be honest.
1: Almost Ole- needs a rebuild. Let's just call it what it is. <laughs> well, it's
0: one. Drastic times calls for drastic measures. Right? I guess just so. Then. Mississippi, wow.
1: everything ain't great in Mississippi seems like right now, But I'm just uh, call it what it is.
0: Mississippi is one of the worst. Did you ever play in Mississippi? Never. Dude, is it be, wild? You should be thankful, really. We played in some JUCOs at Mississippi, and it was like, Oh my word, it's like the worst YMCA you've ever seen.
1: Were you in the boonies or what? Yeah,
0: it was an understatement. was more than that, and Bones, man. it was crazy. Yeah, anyways, I feel like times are always dark in Mississippi. That's all I wanted to say with that. So, okay, yeah, this is good. I didn't think we were going to talk about all that stuff, but I think it's all. Positive message, baby. It's all just right there, dude. So that's all the stuff that's there for free for you guys. So is there anything else you guys want to say before we move into our next? Coach, do you want to move into our next segment with us, or are you are you trying to get out hey, of no, here? Hey, no, you got to stay. I'd probably better dive on this one, Coach. Hey, on. no, but, but five, hey, thanks minutes, for having me. This this has
2: been a blast. Oh, yeah, it's we been got you, coach.
0: Hey, thanks for coming on. You and you're going to
2: come back. Uh, hey, I'll be back. This is a fun setup. I told you. It's sweet. I, I got to be
0: back in here. <laughs> the trio, blast.
1: baby. Let's go. <laughs>
0: Okay, so next up, we're going to move into our mailbag portion of the episode. You guys wrote in, and you guys gave us some really great questions. Some were pretty funny, and uh, we're going to talk about these things and answer them as honestly as possible, right, Reyes? Yes, sir. (laughs) All right, here it comes. Let's get it. (laughs) <laughs> okay so um our first question came in from uh, and we're gonna do a timer here we're gonna do we're gonna do 20 minutes and as many questions that we can answer in 20 minutes that's that's what we get to if we don't get to your question i'm sorry guys solid uh, but we're rolling through this thing as quickly as possible Hey,
1: before we roll into this though just in case you were obviously you just kind of forgot you know some people have short memory do not forget, April fifteenth is the. Uh, we is
0: literally the, just talked about it at the beginning of the episode. Some
1: people might just forget real quick. So, a quick little <laughs> plug again, dude. Hey, I'm just gonna go again. So, uh, obviously, you can say April fifteenth, Arizona small ball, senior showcase. showcase, senior showcase at Florence High School. You said, "Shout out to our, our first question." Wow, dude, actually,
0: comes from Reyes Herrera twenty. He <laughs> wrote in, and <laughs> do you want to read what you said? <laughs> Please do. Reyes Herrera 20 wrote in Hey don't
1: put my hat, Don't
0: put my ad In there dude And uh, yeah Go for, go give Reyes Herrera 20 A follow Right there He wrote in And he said Jeff Why are you such a
1: <laughs> Yeah why are you I don't even remember Saying that dude <laughs> You probably just
0: Sent it randomly huh? I know
1: I was texting you probably
0: Okay so first First actual question Comes in okay Let's get it. um This is from Coach Leo Scott Senior Ooh not Junior. Well, he might be Junior. I don't think he is. Coach Leo Scott.
1: I don't think so. Hey, shout out to his kid, man. He's actually, you know. He's yeah. grinding over there He's at, at Benedictine. Benedict- Sweet, so, man. That's awesome to see. Anyways.
0: Um, so he said, how come I haven't been invited to Florence? <laughs> he said, just kidding.
1: Didn't know we had the invite, dude. I thought he was just going to pull up.
0: I th- I, that's what I thought, too. I Of course, Hey, Coach Scott, you know we got a lot of love for you.
1: Well, he is a media guy now, so obviously. He is a media guy. Hey, so that's what he's talking people, about. media people, dude, hit us up so we can send you that link so you can fill out that form just so that you can get your media credentials if you're interested in becoming like a. Hey, but Coach Scott, we
0: got you. You don't got to fill out a form. We got you. Fill out a form. You got the VIP. Fill out the form. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but Coach Scott, we'd love for you to roll through and just say what's up.
1: I, li- I honestly thought he was going to just pull up, though. I did, honest. too. I really did. We would just give him a pass. But Hey, fill out that form.
0: Yeah. Just you can show up though, Coach Scott.
1: I took time on that form. Media guys, if whoever whoever does media <laughs> and is listening, hit us up on Instagram or Twitter, would I can So we can shoot you over that link or just go in the bio; it'll be on there.
0: Okay. Next question: Someone wrote in. They said, "So next year, you covering girls hoops too?"
1: So let's let, let's actually dive into this. So. We want, we would love to, but we just don't got our staff right now. We're just kind of thin. Let's just call it what it is. It's just perfect for what we got going on right now. I don't know how you want to approach this at all, but I say if we had someone that was devoted enough to take on, because let's just be honest, small girls hoop is huge as well. Mm-hmm. We'd love to dive into that market and that you know hit you guys with all that content and stuff like that. But I think it's just a lot right now. Maybe in the near future, not near future, but in the future. But as of right now, I just don't see us doing it.
0: I just the main reason why I don't want to do it is number one time it's a lot to cover, you know one A lo- 1A it's, through three A boys. It's a
1: lot what we do right now. let just call it a day. It's
0: it's hard to do it, you know, and do it well.
1: It's midnight right now for you guys listening,
0: <laughs> but it's it's not easy to do it. Like we watch a ton of games, look at a bunch of stats. We we take our own stats in some games.
1: That's my nose. I promise you. <laughs> I promise that was my nose, dude. I sound like a clown. <laughs> That's not scary hours, bro. Um, crazy, no. Crazy but, but
0: I think I think what, and this is the same reason why I didn't want to cover the CAA. You know, remember, remember about a year ago, um, Coach Freeman was like, "Hey, you should dip into the CAA and provide coverage for them."
1: I just don't know anything about the CAA. And well,
0: just- but the difference is like. We've never coached in the CAA. We just don't know. You know what I mean? Like, we have, a, we have a really cool perspective here because you played in the small ball scene. You're coaching in the small ball scene. I'm coaching in the small ball scene. We're preparing for these teams. We're seeing them. It's very different than just turning on the TV and watching. You know, we're turning on the computer and watching, like it's not like that. Yeah. So,
1: no, we're we're, we're in. I just we're feel sure.
0: like we couldn't do it well. We're
1: in the trenches. We're just yeah, fine. we just
0: are. So like.
1: Yeah, and, uh, I think you said it perfectly. I just don't think we would do a great job for what you for what we do for the boys. I just don't think we'd be able to produce that for the girls. Sure. Just with As far as time, it's a lot of time, and like I said, yeah. like we actually we take our we do our due diligence. we, we want to make sure that we propose, produce great content for you guys, and so we don't want to give you half ass. Uh, content just for the girls. Let's just call it what it is. Like right. I don't I don't want to do that. It's unfair for you guys. And so as of this point, we're just gonna stick with the boys. I mean, like I said though, we wanna help opportunities for everybody. So you like I said you never know, but as far as right now, just answering this question, like we're here for the boys. Yeah. For the boys.
0: Here for the boys. I will say this, though, about PCD. They're girls.
1: Hey, they're stacked, <laughs> bro, bro. What
0: the heck? They got some girls over there, dude.
1: They got some, yeah, not, yeah they got some girls. You know, you forgot they got some dudes. They got some girls, bro, that can just flat out hoop.
0: Yeah, they can play. They can play. It's and sky. we
1: saw them live, bro. They I are li- there for real.
0: Well, I wasn't there. At the, I remember <laughs> I came late for that game.
1: You came for that. I was there, dude. They are for real, dude. And, like, watching them was just kind of like. You I, think,
0: I, um. You think you could like take their best play? I think you could beat them in a one on one.
1: I don't think so. I'm gonna be honest with you. For real? I don't know. You
0: don't think you could post her up and like maybe I
1: don't want to get blocked.
0: <laughs> just <laughs> use your little like inside shoulder, you know, ah! the little bump, like the <clears throat> and then little hook. <clears throat> use a <the> pump. <laughs> yeah, I just go up. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so that, I think that answers that one. And then um, the, the person who wrote this in is the last Fabian. He also said this. At the small ball showcase, are you going to be selling shirts? Yes, sir. Are we? Yeah. Okay, that's news to me.
1: We literally—I <laughs> swear to God, dude—I'm gonna hit you. <laughs> You're freaking. Your—I can't even press it right now, dude. I almost said something <laughs> just really just bad. <laughs> I'm
0: glad that you didn't say it. That's good. That's um, the plan. That the plan is to sell merch. The
1: plan is to sell merch for you guys and everything.
0: And just like, like showcase merch, right? Not like. We'll see. Okay, got gotcha. you. I'm gonna be honest with you guys. I hate like I love merch. Jeff hates it. I hate the idea of buying all these shirts and then like not selling a bunch of them and just having them sitting in like a you know. I just hate that idea. I just feel like it's just throwing money away. Well, let's just but. call
1: it what it is. We bombed the first merch sale. I mean, we we actually did pretty decent for what we did, but I mean, yeah, it, was fine. It, it was it was fine. But like, let's just be honest. I don't think we marketed it great. I don't think. Oh, no, we just posted it. We just posted and just kind of left it and we just kind of let it sit there, like. Yeah. Like, like a little lily pad on the lake. I've
0: literally had someone message me and be like, hey, can I get a shirt? And I didn't message you
1: back <laughs> because I didn't want to look like, See, that's what I'm saying. Jeff's just bad. And so, we're, <laughs> see, that's what I'm saying. So it's not us not, not wanting to do mer- Jeff's just bad. Jeff runs the Instagram page, bro. No. Well, our, our social media guy runs it. My bad. Not Jeff.
0: Yeah. But it's, it's not even like, I just, I don't, I'd rather spend money somewhere else if that makes sense.
1: I love merch. And so, yes, we're going to have merch there.
0: Okay, well, that's good to know.
1: And uh, we're going to be dropping, like I'll, I mean, Jeff doesn't know this yet, but I've been planning, making cooler designs, our t-shirt guy and whatever. It's been cool.
0: Who's uh, who's our t-shirt guy?
1: Can't tell you, dude. We ain't, we ain't plugging nobody. No free shout-outs, baby. I,
0: w- I want to meet him at some point.
1: Yeah, you'll meet him. We what, can, uh, can see something this week.
0: What ethnicity is he?
1: Let's just say brown. He was just do color.
0: Brown. He okay.
1: was just do brown. Pretty generic. <laughs> a lot of brown ethnicities.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so next question comes from He Sung On.
1: Hey, Trivium.
0: Out of Trivium. Tell me if you agree with this. He said Trivium will be top five in the 2A next year.
1: Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> But Eight, hey, wait, two in the 2A next year?
0: Top five in the 2A. What are your thoughts on that? <sighs>
1: well, let's think about it. He got Phoenix Christian.
0: Mm-hmm. Are they your number one team?
1: I think you got Phoenix, Highland.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Pima loses a lot. Mm-hmm. So I just, I, I don't want to count them out, but I'm going to count them out just for now. Not Kay. yet. Phoenix, Highland, ALA.
0: I was going to say, if you forget Lutheran. ALA, I'm going to.
1: Rancho? They're pretty young. Rancho. They, mm-hmm. lose, they lose Ramos. But they I mean, do I, lose some. But their guard play and everything like that was pretty stout. Mm-hmm. I can see PCD, honestly.
0: PCD is going to get better. That's a good point.
1: I want to count Pima, honestly. Triv- I mean, they could float around for sure. I'm not going to say definitive yes, but like...
0: That's not like a crazy statement that, that he said. I wouldn't be surprised, no. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I agree. Because, I mean, if you look at Trivium...
1: They're in the lead eight. What, I mean, they were eight la- this year, right? Eight or nine or whatever heck it was?
0: I think that's where they ended off. Um, I'm just pulling up their, their roster really quick. But Trivium, as far as what they lose... I'm going into next season. Um, they lose. <laughs> oh, they don't have their years on here, uh, which is not good. Um, but I know. I think they don't they lose like a. Okay, so catch I think things. they lose Sammy Roberts, don't they, or Sam Roberts?
1: I believe so. I think he's a senior. Uh, so Santan Charter, super young.
0: Oh yeah, you didn't mention Santan Charter, so, dude. I know. What's I, wrong with you right now? I don't you didn't mention Santan Charter in that top four.
1: I, I literally went to look, just to make sure I don't miss any teams, you freaking goofball. That's fair. Goofball. Okay. So, Santan Charter, they're probably going to be the number one team again next year. I don't know.
0: You could, I mean, I think that's a good... It's a safe bet. Yeah. It's a, it's or a, would you put Highland above them? I mean, they beat them in the tournament, and they return everybody. I'd I mean, put, except I'd for a few.
1: No, I'd probably put Highland.
0: You'd put Highland over Santan?
1: Yeah. I mean, they beat them in the tournament. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean... People are like, oh, well, it's just a tournament. Hey, it well, comes- it's
0: not just a tournament. <laughs> it's just a <the> play.
1: <laughs> well, you yeah, know, but that's what I'm saying. You know, like some people are like that. Like, oh, it's just one. Hey, bro, hey. They beat right. you in the matter. Uh, so, yes, I'm not, not, not in no particular order Santan, Rancho, Phoenix Christian, Highland, Lutheran, Country Day, Rancho, and Trivium now that i'm mentioning those eight teams i mean i don't know now that's kind of stuff
0: Mm -hmm. but i think what you said is accurate i would almost put them around the same spot but we had them like eight in the preseason i might put them at like between i might put them like six or seven i'd put them at six you know what i mean like i think they're right out in my mind i think they're right outside the top five Because think about ALA, think about Highland, think about Phoenix Christian, think about Santan, even just those four teams. They have all proven.
1: Yeah, no, you're right.
0: You know what I mean? Now, I guess the only one that, yeah, yeah. I I think Trivium needs to show a little bit more in order to be.
1: So you said Christian, Santan, wait, Phoenix Christian. Phoenix Christian,
0: Highland, (laughs) ALA, Santan. Those are
1: four. And then. That five spot can either go to Trivium, that can go to Phoenix Country. Day, oh yeah, Pima, no, you're right. I can go to Rancho. That's four slots. I think
0: I would put spot. Rancho. I think I'd put I'd put Rancho before Trivium in that five spot and then I'd probably put Trivium in six.
1: That's fair. So I mean what what uh, he he sung? He young. He sung on. He sung on. Um
0: and I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing. I name hope we're not
1: butchering guy. it, but I probably did. Um that's not a far. I mean, that's not a bad assumption, honestly.
0: Yeah, no, I, I don't think so at all. I love that. I love the confidence in the squad. Um, I, I don't think you're far off on that. So I like that's that. good. Good question. Okay, so next one comes from uh, Robert or Knobber dot Ryan ten. He says, "Ala West Foothills is underrated."
1: I don't know. I don't think they're underrated at all. I think, no, underrated is not the word because no one really like slept. I mean, no one really, I mean, I guess that like, people slept on them. Mm-hmm. But I don't. I don't know if underrated is the right word for that for that team.
0: I mean, if that if that they, kid,
1: they definitely. I mean, if that kid hits that shot, I mean, then they go to the next round, whatever the heck it is. Mm-hmm. You, would you consider them underrated?
0: I mean, maybe. I, if I, that I, Cody Hot kid would have played, I think that they would have beaten Florence. I think they would have been. I, I
1: see why he there's why he's saying that they're underrated, but I don't know if underrated is the right, right word. Mm-hmm. They were just a team with no expectations. Yeah. Yeah, that's th- fair. I don't think that's underrating. Okay, anybody. well
0: then what about moving into next season?
1: What, they finished top fifteen, I think.
0: I mean they lost in that first round. So I think it's like what's that, the round of like twenty four or whatever?
1: So like what do you wait, what was your question?
0: So, I mean, where do you see them, like, give a prediction for them next season? Do you see them making the playoffs again next season? I for sure do. I
1: I mean, their region's pretty weak.
0: Yeah, I see them uh, qualifying for the tournament. And breaking
1: news, dude, Hayden Maynard is out of Odyssey.
0: Dude. What's going to happen with the Minotaurs now? They got that sick new floor. Have you seen it? It's pretty sweet. It's actually, like, I hate the... I don't know if... I hate the mascot, love the floor.
1: Mm. Yeah, the Minotaurs kind of silly. Um... What's it called? Hayden's leaving. The dad and them are staying. So I don't know if Coach Hay Coach Wait, Hayden, what? Hayden's going. He it's like a boarding kind of like charter school, whatever. Like So his leave. dad is still staying there. So I don't know if Coach I don't know if Coach Maynard's still gonna be coaching.
0: That's interesting.
1: Very interesting.
0: Ooh, my mind is spinning right now. I'm thinking of like with Lou, if he went to a boarding school and I just like
1: Well it's not a boarding school. I'm probably like saying it wrong, but it's a school with dorms. Okay. Dormitory. Unless he's staying with family. I don't know. I just saw it Interesting. Like, I saw it on Facebook or Twitter or whatever like it was. Hmm. So Hayden Maynard's out of the small ball, dude.
0: Yeah, which honestly hurts Odyssey a ton. He's a good player. He's a really good player.
1: You put him on a like you know, you put him on a decent team. I mean they go pretty far.
0: He's a really good player, you know. Yeah, so I just good. I don't know. Yeah, especially after hearing that. Hey, can we
1: get, I mean I don't know what were you gonna say? I'll say what I was gonna say. I just
0: I see them being second next year again. I don't see Tone catching them. I don't see um
1: So you think Westfield Hills and Yuma? It'll be Yuma West Foothills. Let's just call it
0: what it is. Yeah. Well, and yeah, I don't see them beating Yuma, but the only thing that makes me really interested in ALA West Foothills is those ALA teams. They get transfers. And even if it's not transfers, it's a brand-new school. Like, kids are going to come in. Because they want to play. Yeah, so, I mean. And, and it's
1: not like, obviously, you can just walk in and show up. But no, just, but I'm, like, like, like school, think, I, about, I
0: think about McCurdy and Ironwood. Think about ALA Gilbert North.
1: That's a, so, I was going to bring that up. So, c-
0: ALA West Foothills, all of those like all of those teams, they have all gotten kids every single year. You know what I mean? So, I don't know. I, I wouldn't be shocked if ALA West Foothills had the same thing happen again. They already got, like, the transfer kid that came in, you know, so.
1: You know what's super, not funny, but, like, kind of cool? So, Dylan Novak, for those of you guys who do not remember, he was a former small ball player. Mm-hmm. At ALA Gilbert North, but now they're a 4A. Shouts out to Dylan Novak for living, leading their team to the four A state title. So cool! I thought that was really cool, and he followed us on Twitter. And it sucks because we don't talk about him anymore because you know you're big time now, bro. You're freaking big school. Can eh. we? Can we? Can we just say <laughs> big schools real quick, dude? How about that?
0: <laughs> hey, and I'm gonna say this: we're one of the first people that put Dylan Novak on the scene out there. Not, not that we put him on the scene, but like we're one of the first people that like really talked about him because we saw him in the summer. When he was coming into being a freshman he was an incoming freshman. Not even and he just gave our team buckets, dude. I remember yelling at our team in the timeout being like, The kid's an eighth grader and you guys can't stop him. Are you kidding me? I was like, force him right. And they forced him right and he went right and <laughs> he made a layup on the right hand side. So yeah. Um ALAs get transfers, though. They just get kids coming into those schools. They just do, man. They just do, and, like, that's part of the benefits of where they're at and their location. It just is what it is and the type of school they are. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah,
1: no, I just want to shout that out because I thought it was pretty cool. Even though he's not a small ball kid anymore, I thought
0: yeah. it was really cool. Yeah, he's a tough kid, dude. He's a tough player.
1: Well, he, he was fun to watch.
0: Well, he still is fun to watch.
1: was. <laughs> I don't watch him no more.
0: All right, so next question. From everything um, that you saw this year, what did you think of Lincoln Prep out of the 1A? This is from um, Lack the Kid. From what you saw this year, what did you think of Lincoln Prep?
1: I was a little disappointed. Really? I think so.
0: Why Why were you disappointed in Lincoln Prep?
1: I think I had a lot. Not invested necessarily, but I definitely wanted them to do better, just like every other team. Yeah. Just, you know, I don't know. I don't know if I had disappointed the right word. I was just a little sad. I want to coach Foshi to have a good season.
0: Yeah, I know. Yeah, I feel uh, you. I like
1: Coach Foshi. He's in our. He's actually in our tournament challenge. You know that? Like I know. Team. I saw that. He's doing pretty good. I think he's in second place right now. I was in first. I took back first for like a minute, and then like, you know,
0: yeah, loose. yeah, you're done.
1: Uh, what would you say?
0: I would say that this if, is
1: if you had to describe Lincoln Prep season in one word.
0: Their season in one word. Um, I think I would say almost. Like they were just really close in a lot of different things. Like, they were so close to making the playoffs. You know what I mean? Like, they were they were kind of right there. Um, they ended up being 12 and 14 overall. They were 6 and 2 in their, in their like, little section or whatever. Um, region. Yeah, their region. I, I really – I mean, this was a team, and we talked about this before, it was a young team, you know? They're full of sophomores and juniors. There was a couple seniors. There was only two seniors on the team, but filled with freshmen and sophomores, and and juniors.
1: Yeah, there's there's a ton of upside.
0: They, they were young, and we talked about that at the beginning of the season. So, like, he was my favorite thing about Lincoln Prep all season long. And I actually like I got to give a huge apology to Lincoln Prep and to and to Coach Foshi. I gotta say, a quick
1: shout out for giving us the merch. That was
0: awesome, but this is it. Makes that even worse. They probably had one of the coolest little, um, I don't know, like ending of a game all season and we didn't talk about it. We didn't cover it. Do you know what happened with them? I don't. Bro, they were playing Gilbert Classical and, um, I don't remember what point in the season it was, but they went into overtime to, with Gilbert Classical, hold on, I, I wrote some things down here because I did not want to forget it, um... Against Gilbert Classical, I think it was number yeah, it was it was Tory Williams. He hit a three at the buzzer to force overtime. There's three minutes left to finish the game, and they their fifth player fouls out. Oh. And they're playing four. with four they're playing with four players. You know what I'm saying? So they finish the game. There's three minutes left in overtime with four players. Um they're big, uh, lucky sing. Uh, Number 45, he, like, took some big charges down the stretch and everything. Um, They're down by two. Number 23, again, that was um, Torrey Williams. He makes two free throws after driving in the lane. It's a tied game with 20 seconds left. They get a steal, and um, they get fouled while getting the steal. They shoot the two free throws, and they win the game. Like, they – but for three minutes, they're playing four on five. And my favorite thing about this game is it really kind of showed – the grit of Lincoln Prep, like, they they were not the most experienced team by any means. They were young, not even the most t- talented team by any means, but they had a lot of heart. They played really, really good together, and, I mean, they're one of those teams that at certain points in the season, they just, they willed themselves to victory, and that was one of them, so, yeah, I mean, I love Lincoln Prep. I mean, I th- i think you guys got a lot of dog in you. you got a lot of heart. There's a lot of upside. You guys are young. And I can see them challenging um, a Cicero Prep.
1: Oh, for sure.
0: Yeah, I can see them challenging a Cicero Prep and uh, for sure being more competitive next season. I like that. Yeah.
1: I should have said disappointed. I was a little sad.
0: Yeah, no, I get that. I think my biggest thing that I did not like was, that I don't like about Lincoln Prep is, um, and I guess that's not the right way of saying it, but their mascot, the Lightning. Like, you know what I mean? Aren't you supposed to, like, get your kids to, like, want to be, like, your mascot? Charge up!
1: I don't know, dude. It sounds kind of dumb.
0: I'm sure Coach Foshi comes up with some great stuff for the Lightning. I'm sure. He probably does. Okay, so next question um, is, how do you feel about Rancho next year? How do they replace a Royce Ramos? They
1: they clone him. I don't
0: know Piece of his hair just Yeah
1: you know That's actually a really Great question I don't
0: Just walks out as Like I'm a zombie I'm not super
1: confident In Rancho right just now like Which is kind of crazy Because Coach straight Did a great job With his kids Just, cool I just popping is. out <laughs> Um, I don't think you Really can replace A Royce Ramos dude You can't yeah. He's um, such a unique Versatile player God he's a great player um, super quick though too, because like we're gonna be posting more commits and stuff like that, and people are probably like, "Where's Royce Ramos? He can't make it, guys." Sure. Just, yeah. just wanna let that out there before we get getting that flood of comments. Mm-hmm. Anyways, um, what are what do I think about uh, Rancho next year?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I don't know. I still. I you got, said
0: you're not. You're not. You're not feeling confident.
1: I'm not feeling confident, but I do, Is that weird? I don't feel confident, but I still see him as a top five team in the two A. <laughs>
0: yeah, I guess that's a little weird.
1: A little weird, right?
0: I'm super excited about Rancho for next season. Are you? Yeah, dude. Like those guards got so much better.
1: They're I, young. I mean, that's that, and that's the upside. And they got so much better. Coach Drake does a great job developing kids and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I think it's just hard because you have, like I said, you have a Highland a Phoenix Christian and a Santan Charter. Yeah. Just right there.
0: See, but they only lost two people. One of those is Royce Ramos, which is a huge loss. But man, I don't remember what number it was. They still,
1: they still have Vargas and the other point guard, right?
0: Yeah, I think his name is Aiden Mushwar. I might be wrong in that. I love watching Coach Trey Coach because he's just like really real, Um, and like he just says what he's thinking. And like I remember straight shooter, and that's what's really cool. Yeah, I remember last year when they were playing against. I think it was Chandler Prep, and they got they were not playing good. And you know, obviously Rancho was way better last year than they were this year but he was just yelling at them on the bench and just being like they're better than you in every way right now like you need to be better you need to play better whatever and when they were playing against Arizona Lutheran in the in the Elite 8 I I'm pretty sure it had to have been there was a guard who was in the game and he was like their best scorer it might have been either Miller or or Mushawar uh but because it wasn't Vargas. Vargas was in there. It was either Miller or Mushawar. And he was tough in the first half. Like, he was hitting floaters, and I think he was hitting a couple threes, and he just did a good job scoring-wise. And then the second half, like, towards down the stretch, he wasn't in the game, and he looked on the bench, and he, like, looked at his assistant coaches, and he was like, why is he not in the game? Like, he needs to get in the game, and he puts him in the game and all that. And he was pretty frustrated about that. But I just I, – I like their guards. They're disciplined. They're getting better. I mean, their improvement throughout the season was, uh, like, amazing.
1: Do you think Ramo, Ramos' little brother is next up?
0: His little brother is next up?
1: You think so? Pierce.
0: Pierce Ramos? 5'11
1: sophomore, going to be a junior next year?
0: I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so. That's no disrespect. <laughs> I Just looking at his numbers and, like, you know, all that stuff, I I don't know about that. It's possible. I don't know. KG,
1: anything's possible. <laughs> ah, and as you know, he's a girl six seven. 6'7".
0: <laughs> I know, right? Um, but, yeah, I, I'm super excited about Rancho for next season because just thinking about, like, how much they're going to improve this summer and then how much they're going to improve in the fall. I know that Coach Trigg always takes them to, like, a point guard camp or something like that, and it helps them, so – yeah, I'm I'm excited for Rancho. I'm feeling good about them. And I think they're gonna surprise some people next year, for sure. Okay. Let's do last one. Okay, and then we'll get out of here. All right. This one, I can't find it. I'll just I I don't know the what the tag name is, but I have No, what's
1: the tag name? I wanna know that.
0: Um specifically. I don't I don't know it. Um Okay. Well, I'll let you pick. There's two. You pick between these last two, okay? Both. You want to do both? Okay. Seems
1: Okay. See, like they're both pretty decent.
0: So, give me your top ten for the 1A next season.
1: <sighs> Off top of my head, can I look at the rankings? Yeah, you can look at the
0: rankings. Let's do a top five. Top five? Top five, because top ten's kind of hard. Top ten. Is easy, bro. No, Not, I'm no, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm number kidding. one's easy to me. North Valley. North Valley.
1: So, I would go North Valley, Bobo.
0: And go Bobo 2? Bobo 2. Okay. Who else do you got? You sure about that?
1: Who else do you got?
0: No, I'm just, you're giving yours. Go ahead.
1: I'm just curious what you got, dude. Um North Valley Bobo. I'll go ahead. God, I don't know. It's kind of tough. Let's go Nor Valley Bobo. I'll go ahead and throw Cicero.
0: like Cicero? I like Cicero.
1: Um, North Valley, Bobo, Cicero. Ah, t-
0: t- 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 you know what breaks my heart?
1: Salome's not in there.
0: Salome would not be in there.
1: I think, I don't want to say it, but I think you know what I'm about to say. Oh, what I'm thinking I'm saying.
0: I don't know what you are going to say.
1: So, I think Salome is just. You
0: know, you need to stop right now, dude. I'm about to end this whole podcast because of what you're saying. Somebody did.
1: North Val- okay, North Valley, Bobbo, Cicero. Let's go ahead and throw L Cap. Why not? Um, what Was that four?
0: Um, L okay, Cap, I think that's three, four, maybe.
1: I would love to throw Mogi on in there, but I just don't see it.
0: Really? This, this question came from KJ Bond6.
1: If it's top ten, I can see Mogan being a top ten for sure. Okay. Maybe a Hayden, but they do lose like their guards. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, Fort Thomas.
1: Hey, my boy, Fort Thomas, baby, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> um, Saint David, maybe.
0: No, I wouldn't put Saint David. You don't think so? I mean, I don't they think they
1: so. keep a couple of kids. Nothing crazy. They do. Uh, yeah, it's kind of tough. I mean, you can almost say Desert Christian because how young they were.
0: I'm gonna, I would, I would probably put Desert Christian in there.
1: Okay, I'll do that.
0: Yeah, I'd probably put Desert Christian in there. It's hard because Joe City is losing like everybody. I know. It's crazy.
1: So, who do you got then?
0: Um, I got North Valley. Um, I got Bobo in there. This is in no particular order. I'm just thinking of my five. I got North Valley. I got Bobo. Um, Give me, give me, give me a Cicero, and then yeah, give me a Desert Christian right there, and then teams that are just right on the outside of that. I mean, you could you could put a Mokey on in there maybe. Um, no, you know what though, dude, you're snubbing the Gregory School. I'm put I'm putting the Gregory School in that top five.
1: Top five.
0: I'm just saying, yeah, maybe they 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 did good, man. They had a chance to make some noise this season, so I like the Gregory School a lot, so. They're yeah.
1: fairly, and they're pretty young too, you know.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, last one. Then we're gonna get out of here. Okay. What are your thoughts on Fountain Hills for next year? This is from Keaton Ort.
1: Keaton Ort. Mm-hmm. Dang, they lose a lot. Well, no, I guess they don't really lose a lot, lot. They don't really lose a lot. They lose are big.
0: They'd lose Ooh. a lot.
1: Aiden Logan. It's tough.
0: They lose some. They lose some pieces.
1: Or? They lose four kids, I think? Tell me if I'm right.
0: Mm, I think you're I think you're um miscalculating there. My little slogan. I think if I remember I just remember a picture of Fountain Hills and how many kids they were graduating, and it was like crazy Um how many they were. Um so they one, two, three, four, five, Geiger, six, seven, eight, nine, Nine seniors from the boys that they're losing from the boys. Why would I be reading the girls? (laughs) So, what are your thoughts about them, dude? Because we've seen their JV play too.
1: Yeah, I mean, you've seen them play, but bro,
0: but like, how many times does Fountain Hills do? They lost a lot last year.
1: We thought they were done,
0: they lost a lot, they lost even more the year before. Remember the year before, they lost everybody except for their point guard.
1: Except for Xavier Mike, baby. Do
0: you remember that? It was literally everybody but Xavier Mike and maybe, like, a couple other kids.
1: They came off the bench.
0: But do you know what I'm saying, though? And they came back. They go to the Final Four. They went to the Final Four.
1: So like, and I? then
0: they lose Xavier, Mike, and other key pieces. They come back and yeah. they have an amazing season.
1: And they have Keaton, and Aiden, Logan, just kind of lead the charge.
0: I know now. Keaton, Ort's gonna have a lot of. Um, he's gonna have a lot on his shoulders.
1: But he asked that question because I kind of. I think he's kind of curious. In the, I think the question really is: Is Keaton, or that guy? He is that guy. I I think he asked that question to see what we think. I think he's that guy. I I
0: do too, and and he's that guy. He's a great
1: coach that could, is obviously, I mean, he does a great job just kind of putting the pieces together.
0: And, Um, and finding natural ways to get them in spots to score, you know, like he just does that. Um, I think that life without Aiden Logan and Geiger is tough and Kosman and you know, all these guys, that's not going to be super easy to replace. That's just, it's going to be a little bit of an adjustment, you know, but I mean, top 10. Oh, for sure. Oh, absolutely, yeah. I, I would even say maybe top five. Whoa. And I know that that's crazy, Reyes. And even as I say that, I'm like, what am I talking about? That's crazy. Sounds like crazy, but like, And it is. But, like, think about how good Fountain Hills has rebounded every single year. Like, I would expect – why would I expect anything different? You know what I'm saying? You're right. So, yeah, I would say that, um, you know, Keaton Orr is going to have to be Hemothy for Fountain Hills next season. Uh, And he definitely has the ability to do that, so.
1: Because what? You have Valley. So, let's just say, like, besides Fountain Hills. You have Valley that has, you know, they're going to be number one. Mm -hmm. Yuma Catholic. I can see them being the strong number two. I really Mm
2: can't.
1: Scottsdale, if they can keep the pieces together, Mm -hmm. three, three or four. Because everybody else. cool. I
0: disagree with that.
1: You only Scottsdale of a top five team.
0: I didn't say that. I just, I don't agree with like three or four. So you think of five? I didn't say that.
1: It's one or the (laughs) other, bro. Are you kidding me? (laughs) Are you kidding me, bro? Gilbert Christian's pretty young, so I like Uh, them.
0: Gilbert Christian's up there for me.
1: Ben Frank a little bit too, not really. Yeah, I guess I can see Found Host for sure, top five.
0: I don't know about for sure. And that was a crazy thing for me to say. But every year they rebound, and it seems like they're better than the year before.
1: I'm gonna say a top ten team for sure. Obviously. Yeah, for sure a top, top ten team. Just to make them happy and just to be like realistic, top ten. That's the easiest, like safest way to say
0: it. Sure. Yeah, I agree with you.
1: Anything above that, I wouldn't be surprised. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna say that, ah, but top ten, just be safe.
0: Below a top ten, I would be surprised.
1: I'd be a little. I, honestly, I'd be, if they were like a twelve or fifteen. I'd be a little shocked. I'd be oh, honest,
0: man. With for sure. I would be like, what is going on in the world right now? Fountain Hills is not a top 10 team.
1: I'd pinch myself to make sure I'm not dreaming.
0: Probably would be. Anything else you want to say before we get out of here? It's uh, good, man. We had 30, 35 minutes of questions. I said we were going to set a timer for 20 minutes, and we just went way over that.
1: We just went a little crazy, you know. It is what it is. Like I said, just stay tuned. April fifteenth, senior showcase, pull up the floor. In case you room. forgot. In case you forgot.
0: <laughs> hey, it's good to have you back in the studio, man. Thanks, man thank you guys so much for tuning in and uh, be on the lookout for our Patreon we got a deep dive on Yuma Catholic coming up on Wednesday we'll catch you guys next time